The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Wanted to tell you about a new study that was released today by the University of Alberta uh, by scientists there. Uh, the study saying that doctors with foreign accents are perceived as less competent than their peers. With more, we are joined by Elena Nicolaitis, who is a professor in the Department of Psychology at the University of Alberta. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Jalen. All right. Now, first off, um, you know, um, when I hear about studies like this, I'm, I'm always curious to know where you thought, okay, what, what made you think that we had to do a study on this? So where did that come from? Was, was it stories that you heard? Was it experience? Well, there's actually been a bunch of previous research that's looked at how people in general react yeah. to foreign accents in general. Um, and there is a tendency uh, that has been shown quite consistently for uh, people to react in quite negative ways as a general rule. There's some exceptions to that, but generally negatively towards foreign accents. So, um, and are likely to think that people who speak with a foreign accent um, have um, some negative qualities that uh, people who speak with a standard accent uh, don't have. Um, the reason we wanted to focus on doctors was mm-hmm. uh, this was the uh, brainchild of uh, Laura Lee Backran, who's an honor student uh, working with me. And she's really, she was really interested in going into a medically related uh, field. And so she started talking about how important it is to have a, a trust relationship and that mm-hmm. doctor-patient relationship. And um, so she was wondering, well, what happens if a doctor is speaking with a foreign accent? Could that in any way disrupt that uh, relationship um, of trust? Um, and uh, she did the calculations. She, she's estimating that about 20% of doctors uh, in Canada might speak with a foreign accent. So th- this is a, an issue that could affect quite a number of both doctors and patients. Okay, so tell us um, how the study was done. So what we did was we asked participants to uh, listen to one of two doctors. Either they were listening to a doctor who uh, spoke with a standard Canadian accent, or they were listening to a doctor who spoke with a Chinese accent Hmm. um, in English. And uh, in both cases, their English was quite fluent. Um, And the doctor was giving a diagnosis of either uh, bad news or good news about cholesterol or about cancer. Um, And the participants listened listened to, to the doctors and then rated the doctors on a whole bunch of different variables. Um, uh, so things like intelligence or friendliness or um, uh, creativity. And, um, but we were really focusing in on the uh, issue of competence huh. was, our, was the, the main thing that we were, we were focused in and, on. And as a result, um, both groups rated the doctor with the accent as less competent. That, yes, that, w- that breaks my heart a little bit. Thank you. It did ours too. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were we're somewhat hopeful that maybe there might be an exception in the doctors. Well, another thing that was interesting about the study is about half our participants were Chinese Canadians, mm. and so we were thinking maybe we would see a difference with Chinese Canadians. So maybe that they would um, uh, be willing to nonetheless judge the doctor as more competent, uh, given that many of them uh, pr- probably speak with an accent themselves. Um, but that was really not the case. Um, they too. 
uh, judged the foreign accented really? doctor as uh, less competent than uh, the standard accented doctor. So as you, you said, that, you know, the results show that regardless of background or the type of disease, the participants rated the doctors with the accent as significantly less competent than those with Canadian accents. Now, do we know why they thought that way or did we ask why? We don't. And here's the thing. It, it's probably a quite unconscious thing. Yeah. Um, so if we ask them why, people would probably deny that they're doing it at all. And yet it does show up nonetheless in, the, in their ratings. Um, so we can, we can only uh, speculate about what might be going on here. Um, one possibility is that uh, accent is a marker of your uh, in-group. Mm. Um, and uh, so uh, people who, um, who Caucasian Canadians might feel a foreign accent as uh, something that uh, identifies a doctor as being other and therefore perhaps less trustworthy. Um, among the Chinese Canadians, um, there's some previous research that shows that uh, Chinese Canadians are very keen on acculturating to Canadian culture and quickly and can be quite critical of uh, each other if um, they're not showing signs of acculturating. So um, it's possible that they're thinking that the a doctor speaking with a uh, with a accented English um, is somehow not acculturating very quickly and p- particularly in a position of power or authority probably should be doing so. Yeah. Professor Elena Nicolaitis joining us this afternoon talking about this study that uh, some of the details uh, released uh, today. She's with the Department of Psychology at the University of Alberta. Now, um, doctor, did you... Um, I, I, when you talk about uh, the, the the members of the study, the people who participated, and you mentioned some of them were um, were Chinese Canadian, um, how many of them were Chinese Canadian? Like, what was the split? Was there was there a wide range of ethnicities in this study group? No, we deliberately uh, Did, okay. picked just Chinese yeah. Canadians. So, about, so half our participants were Chinese Canadians, okay. and then half okay. were Caucasian Canadians. Hmm. So, do you? Uh, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Do, do you do you think that it, it doesn't matter then what accent it is, or are some accents perceived to be more intelligent? You know, when when I read this today, I started googling this and started reading more about other studies, as you mentioned. And if you if you go online, there's all sorts of articles out there about studies like this and about how uh, we perce- perceive uh, people with uh, with a different accent than ours. Um, I, I guess uh, part of my question is how how can this be used moving moving forward, and how do you plan on it being used? Are you just going to put it up there and say this has happened again? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a lot of questions. I know. Sorry. Um, so let me let me start off with the the, the does the choice of the accent matter? Uh, yes, it probably does, and quite enormously. So. Um, uh, previous research, for example, has shown that North Americans tend to consider a Jamaican accent. Um, they associated that the people are, are very warm and friendly, but okay. not very smart. Hmm. Um, we picked a Chinese accent precisely because um, the st- that stereotype is often highly intelligent. Yeah. So we were thinking maybe um, it wouldn't actually affect uh, doctors in particular. So we were really quite surprised uh, to find uh, the effects nonetheless with a Chinese accent. It is possible that some accents might might flip. So, for example, uh, a doctor speaking with um, a British accent of good, uh, you know, received pronunciation, <laughs> BBC, Queen's English, yeah, yeah. Kind of, uh, might be actually perceived as more competent than uh, 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 somebody speaking with a standard Canadian accent.
sense. So um, all of that remains still to be done, and uh, it could be really interesting to find out what happens. Yeah. As to what we're hoping will be done with this. Um, you have a good memory. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, we're, 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 we are certainly hoping that, that this will uh, be a first step, that we're starting to raise awareness about this. Um, one possibility is this could affect um, how uh, doctors are trained. Um, so either uh, doctors who are speaking with a foreign foreign accent, they might um, consider accident, uh, accent reduction training or might consider um, putting uh, some of their instructions to patients in writing in addition yeah. to telling them that. Um, so that th- those might be some things that, yeah. that uh, can help on the doctor's end. Or um, maybe some people on, just on need the- to get over it. Yeah. Well, I'm all, and then, but then I think more importantly, I'm I'm, I'm throwing those out there as possibilities. Yeah, yeah. But I think more importantly, uh, we as Canadians can recognize that we have these prejudices, um, and there's something we need to take into account. Um, so you know, if we're speaking with a doctor who has a foreign accent, and our immediate reaction is to kind of go, no, what what that doctor just said isn't true, then um, maybe we need to to think through. Could this mm-hmm. just be that I'm having uh, an unconscious reaction? reaction um, to otherness, that feeling of otherness that I need to get over. You know, it was it was interesting, um, Elena, when I was talking to uh, one of uh, the producers here this morning, and, and she said, are you sure you want to you know, do this story? It sounds kind of racist to me. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I don't believe it's racist. And I, I brought up the whole unconscious bias, which I believe that as, as humans, um, there's very few of us that could say that we didn't have an unconscious bias because oftentimes we don't realize, as you said, we don't know that we're we're doing it, but that that can develop, that develops very, very early on, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, quite. Um, the effects of foreign accents on, on people you can see in children at least as young as three. Yeah, interesting. Um, and I was reading today, you know, there's a study that I have in front of me. It was saying that we, it says that babies prefer the language they heard most while in the, room, in the womb. In one study, uh, researchers repeatedly played a made-up word while women were pregnant. When the babies were born, brain scans showed that only babies who had heard this word responded to it. I mean, it is, it is quite fascinating how far back it goes and, and where it starts from. And um, boy, I, I just, I, I thought it was fascinating. fascinating. And I, I thank you for, for joining me today to, to share some of this uh, with us. I, I really do thank you for taking the time. Thanks, David. All right, that is uh, Dr. Elena Nicolaitis joining us this afternoon from the U of A, a professor there. But yeah, if, if you... If you start Googling this study, and again, like I said, one of one of my producers here today said, well, you know, we can't talk about that. That's, you know, that's, that makes me nervous. And I'm like, no, I, I think it is one of those things that probably we we do have. And we, and we don't realize necessarily that we're doing because it's an unconscious bias. Um, I'm fascinated by accents. I, I love accents. Um, I grew up with very British grandparents. And to be honest with you, I had a real difficult time understanding my grandmother. And it caused quite some frustration in the family when I was a child because my parents always wanted me to, to go spend time with them. We would go and spend weeks with grandma and grandpa in the summertime down Lindsay, Bob Cajun area. And I didn't necessarily want to go because I had trouble understanding my own grandmother. Um, but when you think about the accents that you like, the, ins- the, the accents that you have maybe some difficulty with, um, you know, I'll be honest with you here. I think um, when I when I travel, um, sometimes I find, um, you know, 
deep, deep south, and we travel to the deep south. We, we go to, to Louisiana, you know, uh, on, on, on a regular basis, um, but I, I sometimes find um, that that accent could, I'm just going to say, could make you sound maybe not as smart. You could have a PhD in whatever, but in my head, sometimes that's what it sounds like to me. Um, and again, unconscious bias. And so if you're, if you want to take some time and read about it, just, just Google um, accents and bias. And it's, it's very fascinating. There's some, um, there's been surveys done or you know, studies done all the way around the world about this um and uh it is really quite interesting to read they were saying that you know humans are very quick to judge a person based on accents and are often unaware we do so that accent can trigger social categorization in a prompt automatic and occasionally unconscious ma- ma- manner that was a report or a, a professor out of the university of central florida um oftentimes as you know uh, a lot of us can identify a person's accent as soon as they say hello um and that trust for certain accents starts extremely young as it was talking about with with elena there is evidence to show that affinity for language starts before birth as I mentioned, that in one instance, that babies prefer the language they heard most while in the womb. And in one study, researchers repeatedly played a made-up word while women were pregnant. Uh, when the babies were born, the scans on the baby showed that uh, only the babies that heard that word responded to it. And by the time that babies are several months old, they can di- differentiate between languages and dialects. Um, and that early on, that as Elena mentioned, babies start to have an affinity for others who speak their native language. Um, and, and this was interesting. In a 2007 Harvard University experiment, babies watched two people speak on screen, one in a familiar tr- tongue and one that was foreign. One on-screen speaker then offered the baby a toy, which magically popped up from behind the screen at the same time. And the babies preferred the toy given by the person who spoke their native language and accent. Anyway, um, language is an interesting thing and uh, certainly unconscious bias, certainly an interesting thing uh, as well. Fascinated to uh, talk with her about that today. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.